Hour of Devastation is a fan-supported, listener-supported podcast, supported by people just like you. If you like what you hear and want to show your support, head over to patreon.com slash hour of devastation. A pledge to start from as little as one dollar. Thanks. Welcome to Hour of Devastation, a weekly Magic the Gathering podcast where we talk all things Magic the Gathering. I'm your host, Joe Loudon, and with me as always is Sam Neil. Hiya. How are you doing this week, Sam? Uh, I've been feeling pretty crappy for the last week or yeah. so. Oh no. I'm feeling fairly ill, but I've just finished my th- third cup of coffee at 10 to 9 in the evening, so I'm very ready to podcast. Raring to go, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely feeling that myself. Yeah, I might have to edit out a load of pee breaks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's how I'm feeling. I'm feeling kind of ill. Um, have you, have you managed to get yourself checked out yet to make sure it's not the terrifying COVID-19 that's going around? I know. I mean, how am I meant to make an appointment with my GP before I die of whatever illness is killing me? Just ring 111. No, because last time I rang 111, they called an ambulance for something that definitely didn't require an ambulance. And I felt bad wasting the NHS this time. Yeah, I mean, well, they're not going to do it this time because they've got proper procedures in place. But oh, have I, they? Okay. Yeah, I would definitely recommend, at the very least, giving 111 a call. Well, I'll tell you what, I'll do that as soon as we finish recording. Hey, there we go. I'm sure so they'll appreciate it's... that call at 10 o'clock at night or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm calling because my friend suggested while we're recording a podcast that I call you um, <laughs> about some symptoms that I'm having. <laughs> uh, yeah, how how are you doing? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad at all. Um, just yeah, just getting on with it. Just getting on with it. <laughs> just wow. getting on with it. Yeah, um, engaging chat for the start of the podcast. I feel like I've got very little crack again. Like I just just been doing some work and then uh, played arena a bit at the weekend. Which was cool. Um, obviously, the season reset, so I managed to finish last season in uh, in Diamond, which was cool. So sick rags. Yeah, I'm getting there. I'm determined. This is this is the month. This is the month I'm going to hit Mythic finally. Yeah, um, I'm very excited for that. Yeah, I think I've been quite successful with this. This is a flash deck, so I'm going to stick with that. It seems to be performing quite well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got like a 84 percent win rate against blue white control, which is pretty popular at the moment. So I, I think I think. Chances are that I might actually hit Mythic this month. And uh, now that because you've said it on the podcast, you won't. You never know. I mean, we're three days into March, and I'm, I'm already back in Gold 1, so we're going to get there. Ooh. All right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We're going to get there. I'm feeling confident. Well, good luck, I guess. Thank you. Yeah, I'm just trying to grind drafts at the minute, because they finally put Theros ranked, draft backs, uh, ranked drafts back on. So uh... Yeah, I don't understand that schedule at all. So they so you changed what was available on Magic Arena... And for some reason, we had like uh, like a week of guilds of Ravnica, mm-hmm. no allegiance, no Eldraine, just just have a week of guilds. Yeah, a format from uh, two thousand eighteen. Yeah, that no one. It really was, wasn't much. it? Yeah. Wow. I'm also very aware that I've just put some hand cream on, and it made a horrible noise, and I'm pretty sure the microphone picked it up. Well, I didn't hear it, so... Oh, good. Yeah. So there'll just be a, a weird squelching noise in the middle of the recording. I'm excited for that. Nice. But yeah, putting that format on just seems completely ridiculous. I don't think anyone wanted to play Guilds of Ravnica draft, especially yeah. when, you know, you know, Theros has been out for a few weeks and people just want to draft it. Yeah. Like, making the ranked format a format that no one cares about that is literally, like, 18 months old is so weird. It definitely does seem quite odd. I did one draft of it. Yeah, how did that go? Uh, I drafted a pretty cool disinformation campaign deck, and then uh, my round one opponent drafted the same deck, but they had two copies of disinformation campaign, uh-huh. so I lost. 
uh, and then I thought this format is heinous, so I didn't play another game. <laughs> I mean, I I quite enjoyed the format, but it was very it was much fun. like, especially on Arena, it was very much like, oh, you play the Demir deck, yeah. uh, you play the the Grixis deck, uh, or I guess I guess like. I don't know, the first couple of weeks on Arena, it was, you play the Gates deck because the bots don't value Gates, so you can have, like, 15 in your deck. Uh, not the uh, not not in Guild's Revlica, that was Revlica Allegiance. That's oh, how yeah, long... I've, yeah, I thought that was Guild's as well, wow. Came out. No, okay, no. yeah, no, I thought that, that was Guild's too. Wow, no, the, okay. Guild's, the Guild's Gate deck, like, sucked. Yeah. It was very bad. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess there's the other, the other one, the other deck which was quite prevalent on Arena was just the, the Boros deck, because the bots mm. just did not pick Scarlet Legionnaires ever. I am really enjoying this, like, very relevant 2020 content. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the Boros deck is a really good in Kills of, Kills of Ravnica draft, which is a format that you, you actually can't draft on a reader anymore. Because no. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. Sometimes the strangest things excite me. Like, <laughs> here, here let's, let's talk about Skylight Legionnaire and Guilds of Ravnica draft. Like, Man, that's really going to reel in the listeners, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Especially after last week's episode. Yeah. Taking a real jump off a cliff. <laughs> just having a conversation with Jason Hall about everything, and, you know, listening to his areas of expertise and, you know, his engagement yeah. podcasting, and then <laughs> maybe someone's like, oh, I'll check out this podcast after, you know, Jason Hall's not on it, see what it's like without him. <laughs> it's just up there. Boris Hey, let's talk about Boris Legionnaire from a 2018 Sky draft format. <laughs> Skylar Legionnaire's really good. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. Um, with that being said, do you want to move on to some more potentially relevant content? Yeah, let's go for it. Yeah, so I guess one of the things I wanted to really highlight this week is is something that has happened over the, over the past couple of weeks, I guess, since we, we had our sort of regular cast. Mm-hmm. And I think the best way of putting it is it's just product fatigue. It's that time again. It is. It's constantly that time, and it just doesn't seem to stop. Ever. I think it. I think it stopped for a bit. Like I think the last time we had this conversation, and the last time every other content creator put some, some put out some kind of media addressing this problem was like around Modern Horizons. I think was that with the time where everyone's like, "This is too much. There's there's so much going on." Because it was like Modern Horizons and whatever the standard set was at the time, and the Commander decks, and then they announced something else. Yeah, I, yeah, I think so. I think, but at least those were like actual sets. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I think there was a bit of like a oof, product overload when they made that big announcement, but I think everybody was very aware, aware that, yes, they've announced a lot of products, but they're all going to be sort of spaced out throughout the year, throughout 2020. Mm-hmm. It's not, it wasn't just like, oh, we're going to get Commander sure Legends kind of in January, yeah. we're going to get Zendikar in February. It, it was very much like, oh, this is what the next year of Mag- Magic's going to look like. And we're like, well, it's a couple of extra things, but, you know, hey, this is cool. I mean that that announcement was was good because it was like okay this is the big announcement for the things and then they'll be paced, like sort of spaced out throughout the year with a reasonable pacing and you'll have a couple months to appreciate the products before they actually come out and you have to buy loads of things and spend loads of money. Yeah, it felt like like the big like old style announcement days that they used to do, which I was a big fan of. I mean, you say old style announcement days, but that was like 2016 or something they implemented that. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't even that long ago. Yeah, four years ago. I mean, it feels like forever ago. It really does. Uh, but yeah, and then apparently someone at Watsi decided, screw that. We're just going to release everything all the time, and please give us your money. And here we are. Yeah. So in the past, I mean, yeah, the past two weeks really. So we so we didn't talk about any new products last week. Uh, 
but since the, the week before that, they've announced at least three new products. I believe so, yeah. Yeah, so we've got the return of Secret Lairs once again. The return? <laughs> yeah. People it, haven't even received the last one. I know people who ordered The Year of the Rat in January and have Still not received that it. yet. Yeah, the, the one that... I mean, we can address why the, the, the Thalia one, which is the one that was announced this yeah. week, why that one has been announced, I think. I, I, I have a very base theory. But um, people haven't even... You're not. You can't even order the the secret layer, the the women one, right? Yeah. The um, international women's day. Yeah. Yeah. They haven't even had a chance to order that one yet before they're being told to order that you can order the Thalia one. Uh, and obviously, I assumed that they just pushed the announcement for the Thalia one because it had been leaked, because all the the, the card arts had been leaked for the four Thalias that come in this secret layer. But yeah. it feels kind of ridiculous that like they've already announced. Um, one before you can even buy the previous one, and before the the stargazing one has even arrived to everyone that had ordered that one, it's just so much in such a short short space of time. And I kind of understand this one; it's just mitigating the fact that the the, the Thalia one was leaked. But my God, there are only so many things I can care about. Yeah, it's 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 just relentless. I think it's that thing. So I guess we we'll talk about Secret Lair a bit before we talk about the other product. Uh, so Secret Lair, it's it certainly had a very well-documented up, ups and downs, I'd, I'd, I'd say. People were very sort of excited and quite a bit apprehensive at first. And then we didn't hear anything for a few weeks. We thought, well, look, if, if this is going to be some sort of product that they're releasing, like, I don't know, like once a quarter, you know, once every, like two months maybe then yeah we can probably live, live with this it's doing some damage to local game stores like definitely but i don't know not everyone needs to buy these things it, they're kind of just you know the dlc irl is, is what we said last time yeah and then they went and released the year of the rat in january We're like okay we, we get that it's it's chinese new year they're doing something to celebrate that Obviously, China is a big market for them. That's 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 fine. Yeah, go ahead and do that. I mean, that one was cool as well. Like, I did really like that one. Yeah, definitely. I think if you if if I had like a, a is everything okay? Yeah, just, <laughs> chair stuck. Sorry, there we go. There's <laughs> <laughs> just so, so much rattling and rustling coming from your end. Um, yeah, I think if you had or have a rat EDH deck, right? <laughs> it's basically the thing because you got ink eyes. And then five copies of Relentless Rats. Uh, rat Colony. Rat Colony. And then uh, some other rat-related yep. cards. The Pack Rat, pack rat which is great. Pioneer All-Star. <laughs> yeah, sure. Like, the, the art's all really nice, but I think the point of that was aimed at Commander players. And then if you're buying that as Commander player, you only get five of the Rat Colony. Yeah. So you probably want more than five of the Rat yeah. Colony. Especially in that art, because, you know, having five of one art, special premium, I imagine that they were foil, right? I don't know. I didn't care that much about this one. <laughs> I did check if they were foil, but... And then having... They, they, regular, were all, they were all foil. Sure. And then having, like, the, the rest of your rat colonies be regular Dominarian ones or whatever. Um, but that one was fine. And we're like, okay, this is... Uh, having another one, that's... Sure, I get it. Like like you said, like, you're, yes, celebrating the Year of the Rat, right? Like, yeah. that's fine. I, I get that. And then you have... Uh, the stargazing one. You're like, yep, okay, the one they announced during Worlds was like, and that one was very cool. I liked that one. I was very much considering buying that one, and then I was like, that's a lot of money to spend on cards I definitely won't play with. Yeah, definitely. But they did look cool. Yeah, and again, you, like you can understand why they've done that one. Like Theros is, is pretty much just just been released, and everybody went 
you know, wild over the 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 Nyx gods in in those packs, and you know, I, I definitely thought myself at the time, oh well, it would be cool to see the older gods given that treatment, uh, and then yeah, here we go, here the old gods have got that treatment, and it's also on Worlds weekend, so perfect time to advertise it while you're watching Worlds. You can you can pick up these only for this weekend. Yeah, and they look they look sweet, and it was good value for money as well, like one hundred fifty dollars for fifteen gods, like ten dollars. Yeah. and some of that like Perforos and and Athreos and stuff, they were getting up there in price. So having to like a nice premium foil version of them for, yeah. for such a reasonable cost is like, especially if you, well, exclusively if you live in the states, I guess, <laughs> because shipping outside of the states is a lot. But yeah, I mean, even if you don't live outside the states, I think the the Stargazing Volume Four, which was the one with like Perforos, Mogus, uh, and and Karanos in like a. Mm cool foil alt art like that's that's going to be fantastic value for money yeah i agree i agree so like i think that one made sense and they did do something slightly different with the release of that as well like they they hadn't announced what they were going to be they just announced that oh we're going to have uh, five secret layers available over this weekend only so ahead of time they said oh you've got three days to buy these uh, and there's going to be five of them but we're not going to reveal what they are until you tune into the world stream and have a look so there was a little bit of advertising for Worlds in that, but also I think they were just sort of seeing, oh, are people going to, are people just going to sort of blindly, sort of, I guess, buy into this without having too much time to think? Whereas like the previous ones, it was like, oh, Secret Lair, this is what it is. It goes on sale in a fortnight. You've got two weeks to think about it. Are you going to buy it? Yes or no? Well, I was thinking the first one got me because I, I ordered two of the first one. Yeah. The uh, the uh, kaleidoscope killers and the bear blossom one. Yeah, I got them because like, oh, these are these are premium things. They're probably not going to be done again. And like you know, it's especially it's kind of like maybe like a part of magic history. Even if they do it again, like they'll probably do it in a, in a long period of time. And I kind of want these cards, and that's cool. And they, you know, all of this stuff. And then I'm just like, well, I'd want to own these cards, but Jesus Christ, like I I don't have this kind of money to just be s- s- spending on, on on magic cards just constantly. Um, and it seems like, from the way it's played out, it just seems like people are buying, like, ten copies or, like, maxing out their order on however many you can or, like, maybe also clubbing in with someone else and getting loads of copies between a couple people and just selling them on a secondary market. Yeah, definitely. Everybody wants them. And then also their brother who lives with them also wants them and their dad who lives with them also <laughs> yeah, wants them and their mom and their sister who both live <laughs> yeah. with them also want them. They all want ten copies each, yeah. Yeah. And that person definitely doesn't have a TCG player or a Magic Card Market seller account at all. Oh, no. Um it just seems like that that's the kind of behaviour it favours, right? Like that's that's what it's instilling in people, just like buy this thing and then you can sell them for a huge premium, especially in Europe or uh like Asia, where shipping the original thing is so much so difficult, but you can get a shipping reduction if you buy ten of them. Or something like you know, the the, the shipping or the taxes work out favourably if you order a like a load of copies of it. Yeah. So sure. that you just do that and then just sell them on the secondary market and make a make a load of money. Rather than what I imagine they kind of intended which was just oh cool commander players will buy these because they're fun because they're like they're, they look nice right yeah definitely it's it's you know like i've been saying it, it's dlc irl it's it's looking at, at what they do in arena saying oh well look these these custom skins these custom card sleeves people are buying these by the bucket load how can we translate that to the tabletop product Oh well, you know, video games do this with cosmetic items already. Let's, let's just do that. Let's just release cosmetic items for magic cards. And yeah, of course, pe- people are one hundred percent going to buy them because that's what that's what people like. It's it's you know, one of the cool things about magic. There are very different versions of cards. There are special versions. There are foil versions. There are premium versions of cards. And yeah, 
it makes sense for them as a business to totally capitalize on that. Yeah, well, I mean, like we so we saw product burnout mainly affect competitive players, or I guess like people that wanted to own cards that play but in constructive formats, right? So like when it was like Modern Horizons and all that stuff, but like now they're just getting to overload the casual market as well. Yeah, so like buy these cards, buy these cards, buy these cards, and obviously you've got the the um, I can't remember what the actual name of the Secret Arrows, but the the International Women's Day one, of which they look really cool, and I want to own the Meron very much. If some if someone in Europe is is getting uh, a set of that secret layer. Please let me know because I will buy the Marin off you. Just trying to yes. throw that out there. We have some listeners, right, who maybe buy things. Joe, are you going to oh, yeah. buy one? So uh, I, I'm not going to buy one, no, but oh, I, can, I, can, I can hook you up with one, definitely. Oh, I know excellent. some people who are buying them. The only reason I'm friends with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this set was announced last week. So it's the International Women's Day 2020 set. And again, this one is five cards. Yes. It I'm going to see if I can get them from memory. Go uh, for it. Una, Nasa, Meren, Saskia, and Sise. Yes. Yes, I did it. So it's a nice foil, borderless, alt art version of all of those cards. Uh, this one, again, they're experimenting a bit. Uh, so it's $49.99 for the set, which is the most expensive any of the secret letters have been so far. But with this one, they are uh, for every sale, they're going to donate $25 to World Association of Girl Guides and Girl Scouts. Yeah, I mean, does that... This is something I've been thinking about. Like, does the fact that they're donating this to charity and, like, that's it's very much a noble cause and stuff. Like, I feel like they could probably donate more of the money. Agreed. To that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, like, does that sort of outweigh the fact that just the kind of torrent of secret layers and the fact that it's skipping over LGSs and, and like, sort of all those bad tastes... That's, that leaves in your mouth. Does the fact they're donating this money to charity make it better? Like, not outweigh when, those things? Not when it's tax deductible. Oh, that's true, yeah. Yeah. It it just seems like kind of... You're, basically, the the way... I mean, it's going to sound really cynical, but like the way it works is you're giving $25 to the World Association of Girl Guides and Girl Scouts on Wizards of the Coast's behalf. Yeah. But you're not doing it. You're paying $50 for a product... So you, so you. I mean, obviously we we don't. But if you're an American doing this, like you're paying fifty dollars for a product, so you're not making the donation. So you can't have that as a tax deductible. But Wizards of the Coast are making a twenty five dollar donation for each one of these sold. So that can be tax deducted. I mean, I think cynicism is very much a staple of this podcast at this point. I agree. <laughs> and that, that's. I mean, I don't think you're wrong. Like, no, no, I'm, I'm not wrong. That's. <laughs> It's like a, that's how it works, unfortunately. But yeah, yeah. Uh, but I mean, like it, the fact that they're donating this money, which is nice, and you know, celebrating International Women's Day, um, which is also nice. But it just the way in which they're doing it and, and they're surrounding it's, it, just by selling yeah. products to people, is just it feels still kind of sketchy. Yeah, it 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 is both ways. I think I think that's the thing. Like like they're very much. Stuff like this, like they very much can have it both ways. Like it, it is great that they are doing this set, that they are celebrating International Women's Day. These are some really cool cards. They've all been done by female artists. They've all got really cool female characters from the game. That's awesome, and it is also, a, you know, it's a it's a big business charity tax deduction. Yeah, yeah. and it's it's no surprise. Like yes, this is happening on International Women's Day, but. 
I wouldn't have been surprised if if International Women's Day wasn't in March. I mean, yeah, like any set, any set they've they released at this time of the year, they could have just gone, oh, we're going to donate X amount to charity and do as a tax deductible. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, if I lived in the States, like, I'd snap this off for 50 bucks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, same like, probably. But yeah, I, I think, I don't, I don't think it's, I don't think it's wrong to be cynical about this, these things. Yeah, no. No. Especially when it's just, they just seem to be doing it all the time now. And, and just, you know, Secret Lair is meant to be this, it felt like they were going to be the sort of exclusive thing that they do every once in a while and, and you'd, you know, get special cards. But I was just like, well, even if they're not the same cards, these feel less special than... Like the the cards that I like the bit blossom that I got and and the uh, dragon and and what have you just feel a lot less special now. Yeah. Because they don't feel like this part of a special thing. It's just like well, you can just do do this all the time, and you know still avoid LGSs for some reason. Um, and I guess the the thing you do give to LGSs is, is unsanctioned. Yeah. Which no one's going to buy. <laughs> well, I don't, I'm, I don't I'm, think I'm going to buy one copy. Because you enjoy setting your money on fire. Uh, because I love uncards, and it's more convenient just to drop that amount and buy cards that I'm missing from my cube than going on Magic Card Market and buying them individually for pennies and having to wait like six months and show up from Italy. <laughs> oh yeah, I did put an order in from Italy, because they were the only people that had uh, Japanese Soul Guide Lanterns. Yeah. I was like, I should probably just own a place of this card for whatever constructed formats that I wanted to play. I know the only place that had Japanese copies. I was like, oh, I'll just buy it from them. And it's been uh, two weeks now. Yeah, good luck. Verging on three weeks. <laughs> I was like, I mean, it can't be that bad, right? They're, they're a professional seller from Italy. And they, they have responses from the UK. I'm like, no, it's still as bad. Yeah, it, it, it's 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 the Italian post office in some places of, of the country. Like, it's the sellers themselves, I, I doubt. I doubt the sellers themselves have anything to do with it. It's just no, 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 a horrendously inefficient post system. I Sometimes. imagine it's also kind of dicey in Italy right now. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Especially you know. if they are coming from northern Italy, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think about that. Yeah, but you'll you will get them eventually. Like you know, they, I've I've ordered plenty of cards from Italy, and they do always turn up. Um, you know, even if it is four months later <laughs> yeah, after you've forgotten case you've ordered of, them. Yeah, a case of the uh, unlimited basalt one left. I think it was. I got <laughs> just oh, yeah. randomly turned up. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, yeah, so I mean, there's this, uh, there's this uh, international women's day secret lair. There's the Thalia secret lair that's been out yeah. this week, so, which is cool. Like, it's nice, but yeah, it's that you've got. So in four days and uh, nineteen hours time, the international women's day set will go on sale. So that's on the seventh of March. Uh, no, sorry, it'll be the eighth of March, won't it? Yeah, that will be the eighth of March. Uh, and then four days later, on the twelfth of March, you have Thalia Beyond the Hell Vault, which is. Uh, a secret lair. It is four copies of Thalia, Guardian of Thraben. And, I mean, they all look incredible, to be honest. Oh, yeah, yeah, they look great. The art's really good. Um, the flavor texts are really cool. Uh, people people are like... Ooh. Wow, did your earphones come unplugged there? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I just heard my own voice like very muffled and loud back at me. <laughs> that was horrible. Thank you. Um, <laughs> uh, people that like Thalia can get a set of nice Thalias, I guess. Yeah, I I think like, I mean, any anybody who plays Thalia in modern or legacy, I think uh, it probably just makes sense. Or anybody who wants to play Thalia in modern or legacy, like it probably just makes sense to buy one of these. Oh, but these are foil, right? 
Yeah, they are foil. Yep. Yeah, yeah, you get you get four foil thalias with alt art for thirty dollars. Yeah, but what? I'm not going to play those on my constructed decks. Yeah, I mean, you you could do. I wouldn't risk it myself, but you could do. Like they 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 curl like anything. So yeah, that's that's fun. All of this is happening. Wild Unsanctioned has been released. That I guess gets forgotten about now because of these exciting announcements and the fact that Unsanctioned isn't a set that pretty much anyone wants to buy outside of acquiring some foil lands, which you can just do on the secondary market anyway. And a courier is around the corner. Yeah. Uh, and you know we get the commander decks with that, and then we have more commander decks coming later, and then we have more sets, and there's just so much to care about to buy. Um, yeah, I, I think... I'm already sick of it. Yes, taking it back to Secret Lair again, I think, yeah, like I said, it was when Secret Lair was announced, we were like, okay, this is this is interesting. This, this, is, this is a thing. Uh, you know, I hope there aren't too many of these, but, you know, it could be cool if it's once per quarter. Like, there's going to be two in March. Like, we had one in January. <laughs> we, like, we had one Secret Lair in January. We had one set of secret layers in february so it was five individual boxes mm. and then in this one there's been two sets of secret layers in march yeah because wizards of the coast can just print money yeah and they've, yeah, they've I, just caught on to that like i guess the the original one with the the five different ones which which felt more special because it was five different ones and you know you could choose what because then there's seven what, different ones the original ones yeah. Oh, yeah, seven. Was, yeah, of course it was. Yeah. yeah, it was seven. You could buy them over the space of a week. Yeah, but like, you know, because the, the tagline was something like, you know, tailored to you or whatever, and you could buy whichever one you want. So if you wanted your foil cats, you could get your foil cats. If you wanted your old art dredge cards for your dredge decks, then you could get that. And, you know, it felt kind of like it was a thing. But now it's just like, oh, you'll buy anything. Yeah. You'll buy this crap. If not, people will buy it to put on the secondary market, and that still spends the same, right? Like yeah, the, absolutely. The pe- people buying thirty copies just to sell on the secondary market is exactly the same as thirty different people buying them for Commander decks or whatever. And they 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 just I guess the first one was like, will people do this? And then obviously people did this, and then this is just them rolling it out because they get to make a crap load of money off it. And I'm I don't like them at all as a product. So like in terms of the actual individual cards, I think they look cool. But even when I you know got the first two of the first seven, I guess <laughs> not five. Uh, I still felt bad about it. I just wanted to own them because I knew that the secondary market in Europe would be heinous, but I think they're a bad precedent to set for it as a company where you're just willing to just go over the top of LGSs who have supported you as a company and made your company what it is and made your game what it is forever and then just be like, well, we can just sell this to people for money and they will pay us and this costs pennies for us to make and we don't even have to ship them efficiently or correctly and we can just cancel people's orders at will and people will still buy these things. Yep, uh, that's, just, I, that's just what it is, and I fully agree. As somebody who purchased the complete set of Secret Lairs for the first yep. one or seven, uh, yeah, uh, I, I wasn't even that into them, but I, I thought I very much just thought like, hey, these, these just make sense. It just makes sense to buy these. They're a cool, unique product that, like, no one wizards track records. Like, they'll probably either do extremely well and they'll stop doing them or they'll fail and then they'll, they'll instantly stop doing them and then the prices will go up and up and up because either you know a bunch of people bought them and they stopped so cool it was just this one time you know black swan event where they're never going to do anything like this again so they're going to be worth loads uh, or no not enough people bought them so instantly there just isn't the supply there 
Uh, and then they went and released that they had the stained glass planeswalkers in them and <laughs> Teferi was going for like $200 or was it whatever. And I was like, all right, yeah, just makes sense to buy these. Yeah, I mean, even those have gone down now. Yeah, yeah, definitely. there's so and many of them. I think that's it. I think I think pretty much everybody also had that same reaction. It was like, oh, well, it's correct to buy these, so we're just going to buy these. And then we've seen so many secret layers being announced and being released since that any... I guess specialness is that, is that the word I'm looking for? Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, any sort of specialness or uniqueness really mm. associated with secret lair has just gone out the window. Really, like it, they don't feel special anymore. They're a product that I haven't haven't even been out three months, but I have kind of really lost a lot of their initial excitement or, or buzz. Yeah, well, because these must have been in the pipeline in terms of getting art commissioned and stuff for these ones. These must have been in existence, or at least in the pipeline, when the first one was announced. Yeah. So they knew, knew this going forward. This wasn't like, oh, crap, we're in the money, let's, let's get a load out. It's like these have been these have been on the back burner for, I imagine, at least like 12 months or something like that. Mm. And they, yeah, they, definitely. They, they know what they're doing, but it's just like, it was a feeling I had at the time when they announced the first ones. Um. But I felt kind of like, oh, maybe I'm just being too harsh on them and just, you know, they get to sell these cool cards that, you know, it's it maybe difficult to distribute an LGS or like it does create this excitement where you can only get them for a 24 hour period. Uh, and now I've just doubled down on my just like, this is just, it feels insidious at, at a certain yeah. level. And that, that may be, you know, going over the top a bit and, and exaggerating, but that's how it feels. It feels like they just want to print money and they know that they can do it much easier than printing booster boxes and trying to sell those through distributors through the LGSs because that requires hassle and the margins on that are a lot lower. Yeah, definitely. I, I, again, it's it's obviously very cynical to say, to say this, but I think very much that this is the way it is. But I, I do fully agree with that. I think something that we're seeing that we're not seeing with you know products like this, and, and I guess every product that's being released now is something which they they did in the past, which I thought was at the time was a bit surprising. Like when they announced Ultimate Masters. In their streams, in their promotional material, they said, you know, this product is not for everybody. They were very clear that, you know, not every product is for every person. Mm-hmm. But I haven't seen any of that in regards to Secret Lair or any of the other products they've announced at all. Well, no, because they just, they, 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 they say this product isn't for everybody because, you know, they, they want to appear to all players and they can be like, oh, well, later in the year, this product will be for you and that's fine. And, and you'll get that. But now it's just like, oh, shit, what if we just make everything for everyone? Yeah. Like what if we just push it and sell it and get, you know, talk about it on the world stream and get all these, you know, uh, all these magic personalities to be hype about it? What if we just get them to sell it to everyone, push it to everyone, and then they'll feel like, feel left out, and if they don't buy it, they'll feel like they're missing out on something and they'll want to buy it, or they'll buy the next one because uh, this one's going to be more exciting, and, and just they know that they can do that now. And that's yeah, just the precedent totally. they've set, and I am very uncomfortable with it, even if they're donating money from, from uh, the one that's coming out in a few days. Um, and even if they're doing it under the guise of a good cause, and you know it is a it is a you know a good reason, and it's nice to celebrate that. Though I do think that they should have put uh, Malaysia who smiles at death in it. But that's yeah, about agreed. that, I guess <laughs> I'll just go on a tangent for twenty minutes if we talk about that. So I won't. Yeah, um, I, th- I think a lot of people are under the assumption that they you know they will do like a Pride Month box set, and yeah. Alicia will be in there, and that kind of feels yeah. worse. I don't know. Like this is another thing as well. Like I, I like them celebrating International Women's Day, but it's not them just celebrating International Women's Day. It's Celebrate International International Women's Day by giving us fifty dollars, and we'll donate some of it, but we're still making a m- money on this. Yeah, and you know, that's just like that's just if they do one for like like an LGBT one, then that's just like 
the definition of rainbow capitalism, right? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, especially given all of the what the spark forsaken stuff. <laughs> Maybe they're trying to make amends, and they'll just put like they'll they'll have like a panorama of Chandra and Nissa like making out. You know, right. they won't, or if they do, they'll get Steve Argyle to do the art for it. Ugh. And then you put it on a playmat, and then I'll burn your playmat in front of you at a GP. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, but yeah. Just, just wait, just wait for November. We'll have uh, from, from secret lair decidedly male. <laughs> I look forward to that one a lot. It's just like Gideon Tribal, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Each one progressively, you can see a bigger and bigger outline of his crotch. Yeah, <laughs> or just more and more of a bulge on each one. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I mean, I just don't like it. It doesn't sit well with me in, in yeah. terms of like, oh, we're celebrating this thing by making you i'm well, not making you but like heavily incentivizing you to give us money for this thing uh rather than just like actually you know maybe addressing some of the things that have been going on in the community addressing some of the the bullying bullying and the bigotry that's gone on that are well documented on twitter and on reddit and all that stuff or you know like actually tackling any of these things or like making um magic a, a more pleasant and welcoming and safe place for women to play yeah they should be like oh we put these badass looking women on some magic cards that are shiny that you can buy like oh okay i mean like it's better than zero but it all just also just feels kind of like and i don't want to sound like one of these like dude bros who's like oh she's just pandering to you know like every time they put like a queer character or whatever on on a on a magic card like they did with uh like when we had halar and halar was going yeah. to be non-binary right and it was like it's just pandering to this i don't need this in my game it's like, i don't want to sound like that and i'm aware that i might do but it does kind of feel like pandering where you're like, oh, there's these badass women on this thing, and we're going to give money to the to the uh, girl scouts. Uh, and I just say, okay, but you're doing it for money. <laughs> you're, not, you're not like just saying, hey, we're going to donate a hundred thousand dollars to this cause that we care about because if we think that's the right thing to do, and we'd like to address things in the community. It's just like, give us money, and we'll maybe give some of it to this cause that we think is worthy. I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> I don't know, maybe maybe I'm being too cynical at this point, but that's honestly how it feels. Especially when there are so many problems still in the community, right? Like, yeah, no, definitely. I, I like w- women at magic tournaments being like bullied to tears, like, yeah. and you're just like, oh, we'll give money to the Girl Scouts. Okay, yeah, cool, cool. Like, sure. Yeah, like I said before, I, I think it is. I think it is both ways. I think yeah, it is a, a genuine, a genuine, sin- sincere attempt at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you yeah, know, of course, I, I I believe it's sincere. Yeah, yeah, at, at celebrating celebrating women, celebrating International Women's Day, celebrating strong female characters within that game. But also at the same time, it is you know this 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 other thing is it's you know it's capitalizing on that it's it, yeah it is. Um, but that's yeah. the thing. Like it, it's all you can really say. <laughs> yeah. Like yes, yes, it's it's both ways. It really is both yeah. ways. It's just a capitalist way of proving that you care about a certain demographic of your player base. Yeah. Uh, and I, people online have been happy about it, and I, I like I said, like I really want to pick up the Marin because I think it looks great. I think Saskia looks great. I think the fact that they've put, you know, specifically two women of color on there is nice. Um, you know, in in Nasa and Sise, I think that's cool. Um, having women artists do it is great, uh, but I'm still not convinced. We were going to talk about product burnout and we've you've just let yeah. me rant for 10 minutes no, about we're gonna we're, we're, get, we're getting there uh, but yeah, yeah I, I do i do wonder like as, as well even even with with this uh and and the thought yeah like they are slightly different they have 
announced these sort of well in advance and they are available for different periods of time. The Thalia one also has a big arena tie-in as well, um, where if you buy a Thalia pack, you get cards on arena, you get a historic pack on arena. So again, I do think this this is just another way of them doing something different, which follows the theme of Secret Lair. Like they have done something slightly different with every single release. So I do, I do wonder how much of this is them trying out all of these ideas in this way with things that they know people will buy, and you know they're they're doing they're doing live market research just to see see what sells best and and I guess what what looks best. They're they're testing optics as well as selling products and yeah. I don't know. I think it's. I think it's 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 probably important to be quite cynical while looking at these products, but I think you probably should purchase something if if you know if if you play a like play a Narset deck in Commander and you really like the Narset art, then yeah, like I'm not going to fault you for buying it. Yeah, I mean look, that's the thing. Like as a product, they look great. And I like them as a product, but the, the implementation and everything around it just seems kind of bittersweet. Uh, right, before I forget it, I'm going to yep. talk about something else in a minute, but tangent time, going back Go to the fact that there's an arena tie-in with the Thalia one. Yes. Can we briefly mention the, the Magic Esports Twitter account poll that they put up? Yeah, I enjoyed that it. very much. Where they put up a poll saying, do you prefer arena or tabletop? And like tabletop was winning by a mile, then they deleted the poll, and everyone was like, well, that didn't go the way they wanted. And then they put <laughs> up another one where it was arena versus tabletop. We still enjoy more for competitive play. Uh, and obviously tabletop is absolutely killing it, um, and which I imagine is not what they wanted. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, currently tabletop has 86% of the votes. <laughs> Hell yeah, as it, sh- as it should, because you know, tabletop's much better. Like paper cards, playing with paper cards is much better than playing on arena. Yeah, It's just like... An objective truth, and you know, arena is more convenient and all the stuff like that. And you know, I play play arena again now because I just want to draft and kill some time because you know it's a, it's a fun and engaging way to play Magic, right? Yeah. But nothing's ever going to beat just sitting down with a group of friends or like competing at a GP face to face with an opponent and actually shuffling and touching Magic cards. But I enjoyed that every time anyone commented saying, "Oh, I think I prefer arena," they were like, "What do you enjoy most about digital Magic?" Just like whereas every yeah, every time anyone was that... like. Sorry, the few on. people that have commented with, with Magic Online, and it's yeah. like the response, what do you love most about digital competitive magic? <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> it's so funny. It's just like, well, like, Jess Estefan was like, oh, I think I prefer Arena, and it was just like the stock reply to, like, Jess Estefan, who was in the MPL, is now in Rivals, is like a big big deal. It's like, what do you enjoy? Like, come on. Um, but, like, every time anyone was like, tabletop, they just didn't reply. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. I just enjoyed that a lot. And it's like, of course, tabletop is going to crush it, because people enjoy... Like, playing Commander Online is miserable, so all the Commander players are going to be like, well, I enjoy playing with cards, because it's the only good way to do it, really. And all the competitive players are going to be like, well, yeah, playing playing paper GPs is great, it's much better than playing on Arena. And then, like, a couple people, like, even like, even people that have, like, I guess made their name through Digital Magic are like, yeah, yeah. I, prefer, I prefer playing in paper tournaments, because paper is much better. <laughs> and I enjoy that it's, a lot. It's just like, so I'm reading, like, uh, a response from, uh, from Perks Alert, which is MTG... HOF bot, uh, so GP Dallas champion, uh, Star City Games Dallas champion, two Pro Tour top eights, so it's Austin Berzovic. Uh I'll always love Modo, and these MCQWs on Arena are a cool structure that I've enjoyed greatly. Uh, RP day two, but the play at your own pace queue is still great. That being said, nothing beats opening the first packet of PT. PTs are just so fun, everything else feels like PT prep. So they responded to that with, Sounds like you need to qualify for Mythic Invitational next to compare. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good. Oh, 
I just, uh, I just, I just love like the Magic Esports Twitter and whoever's running their social media. Yeah, because it feels like they've very much got like they've they've got like a social media team in, or like employed someone who's good at social media who maybe isn't really engaged in Magic specifically, yeah. and has just sort of given <laughs> given them some copy to read, or like given them like you know people that work in like call centers and they have like yeah. a, a script, right? It just feels yeah. like they've given them that, <laughs> and that's what they run with. And then anytime anyone tries to like properly engage on it with a like a conversation about Magic <laughs> with them, they just. <laughs> just absolutely fall apart it's really good because <laughs> when you have like like the cfb twitter i don't know i don't know who like who runs the cfb twitter but like they very much you know they're not just some social media expert that's like been given some copy right they, they like engage with like conversations about magic and they do memes and like they interact with specific players about specific things but the, the, the magic esports one is just like what do you enjoy most about digital magic and like jesus i don't understand what's happening um <laughs> but yes back to secret there and now that i've gone on a tangent <sighs> Right? Yeah, I've so, completely se- forgotten the point I was going to make. Uh, Secret Lair has that arena tie-in um, where if you do buy the, the Thalia uh, Beyond the Hellvolt deck, you get 25 new cards for Historic. Sweet. Wait. That format that nobody cares about. Wait, do you get... Are there 25 new cards that are introduced that you can only get by buying the Thalia, otherwise you have to craft them? Craft them? That is correct, oh, yeah. for Christ's sake. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, so you, you, can, you, can craft them, you can craft them with wild cards, or you can purchase a playset. Uh, so a playset of each card for four thousand gems or twenty-five thousand gold. <laughs> twenty-five thousand gold. Yes, twenty-five thousand gold. Uh, and Good those card. Ca- those cards are. I mean, I don't know why I'm going to read them out because, like, no one cares. But I want to know. There's, there's, no, I don't know. there's no point in playing historic like especially like not with pioneer coming to arena this year anyway allegedly like there's, I mean, there's no reason for it i mean okay read them off because i want to know at least and cool then I can you're gonna you're, you are gonna love some of these cards so first up we got ancestral mask and uh, we got baron moor we've got bajuka bog we've got brain maggot we've got dragon master outcast we've got forgotten cave we've got ghost quarter we've got goblin ruin blaster we've got inexorable tide we've got knight of the reliquary you in yet Okay, I can be in for Night Thriller Query. We've got Lonely Sandbar. We've got Maelstrom Pulse. We've got Meddling Mage. We've got Marrow Ragery. We've got Nyx Fleece Ram. We've got Packrat. We've got Platinum Angel. We've got Ranger of Eos. We've got Secluded Step. We've got Sigil of the Empty Throne. We have Terravore. We have Thalia, Guardian of Fraben. We have Tranquil Thicket, Virulent Plague, and Waste Not. Okay, can I just play Maverick in Historic now? Uh, I mean, you can attempt to. So I can I can play like Lana or Elves, Elvish Mystic, right? Yeah. Or like one of those two, whichever one's legal, because I don't care about this format. I can yeah, you Thalia. can play Lana or Elves. You can play Thalia. You can play Knight the Reliquary. Terravore's pretty good. I like Terravore in that kind of deck. Um, do we have a a Path or Source Departure's variant? Nope. Uh, we have Field of Ruin. We do we have? We don't have Ghost Quarter, right? Yeah, Ghost Quarters in this oh, list. Gas. All right. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm not going to play this format at all because if I <laughs> want to play those cards, I just play Legacy. But those are, I, they have the snail stamp of approval, I guess. The snail yeah. of approval, if you will. They're great, but but not <laughs> not <laughs> enough. To, not, not not enough to. <laughs> they're not good enough for you to spend twenty five thousand gold on. No, <laughs> I've never had twenty five thousand gold on my arena account. That's absurd. <laughs> Who has twenty five thousand gold on their arena account to just piss away on historic cards? Yeah. Exactly. My exactly. God. Cool, all right. all right. Well, that's uh, a thing you can also get if you buy the Thalia thing. And considering I'm the kind of person that doesn't care about that kind of thing because I bought the secret layer and didn't redeem the sleeves ever or even sell them, 
Uh, <laughs> I don't. That doesn't. That's not an excellent sentence. Yeah, let's let's talk about that for a second as well. The fact mm. that these like what we all thought were exclusive sleeves from the first lot of secret layers. Oh, you can you just can buy just... them for like ten p's worth of gold. Yeah, cool. Yeah, you can buy them on for six hundred gold on Arena now. Yeah. So that's a bit of a feel bad. It does feel bad, especially like I didn't give a crap, but like people that I guess you know either. I doubt anyone was buying the secret layers for the express purpose of redeeming the sleeves, right? But I I, I sold my sleeves for ten whole pounds. Well, exactly, on the yeah, market. They, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Because there were people that were like buying them on the second market because they wanted the sleeves, but they didn't really care about the product. And like, yeah, ten pounds, whatever is is fine for like uh, buying this cosmetic sleeve. It's a lot like more it. than six hundred gold. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then like they didn't want the cards, and then it's less than buying the cards that they weren't going to use anyway, and then having the hassle of sending them. I guess like I mean. Ten pounds is an insane amount of money to spend on some cosmetics from some random jabroni on card market. It is, but I guess if you, you know it's cosmetic items in a video game. Like compare that to a Fortnite skin, where you know some of them are going for hundreds of dollars. Like ten pounds is nothing for esports silliness. Yeah, I suppose so. I guess that 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 whole market is just like the people that buy Fortnite skins or whatever the kids are playing. Um, that that appeals to that kind of thing where like you know. That they'll spend money on things that don't actually make you better at the game or make the game better in any kind of way. Yeah. But yeah, the fact that you can just buy them for six hundred gold, like this exclusive thing you only get from like, and that that was part of the ex- exclusivity, right? You just, you got these cool sleeves that you could use on Arena if you wanted to do that. Yeah. And now anyone can have them. Uh, for a, it's not even like a large price. It's not even like a lot of money. It's just six hundred gold. I definitely have six hundred got six hundred gold on my account. <laughs> Uh, like yeah, it's bad, and it's it's another thing that I don't know, I I don't understand what because like with the with the like the secret layers and stuff and like releasing all these products and trying to get people to buy them and selling directly to players as opposed to having to go through distributors and LGSs, I understand that I can see the motive behind it and I hate it, but like I get it. I'm like oh, I'm just trying to make loads of money. That's fine, but this I'm just like you're just like pissing off people who paid money for your product. And you're not. How much money are you making off like random people spending six hundred gold on some like sliver Overlord sleeves? Yeah. Like, how much money is that making you? Like, none. Like that decision makes absolutely no sense. You're just like pissing off your player base for no particular reason. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't get it. No, I don't get it at all. I think that that can be the tagline for this episode. I just don't get it. <laughs> Well, I, I, I do. I oh, do. Sorry, sorry. I actually, I'm, I'm gonna gonna crack myself. I've just opened up the arena, the arena store to check that. No, it's it's 600 gems, so it's it's 4,000 gold. But that is still oh, okay, like, okay, barely anything really. Okay, so basically, take everything that I just said and take that entire rant that I just went on, and tone it down slightly. I guess, like apply less vitriol. If you yeah, have, like a vitriol filter. Rather rather than like 10 pence app. worth of sleeve, it'll be about two pounds worth of sleeve. Yeah, there you go. Okay, well, that's you know. Uh, less a fifth yeah. of the ten pounds that that person spent uh, on your sleeves. Yeah, so you got, I guess just you know that entire monologue, but less aggressive <laughs> is what. I, maybe I can, I can fix that in post, right? I can make things sound less angry in post. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, I can't make anything sound better in post, apparently. <laughs> but I'll try and make it sound the same. Um, yeah, it's just all these things that I. I, I mean, okay, okay. In which case, my point about I don't understand the making... They, they can make money on that, right? Because someone will buy, like, 750 gems for $5 and buy the sleeves with that with 600 of those gems, right? Yeah, 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 they will, definitely. Yeah, like, sure. Okay. So, that is that is Secret Lairs. However, that is not the only product, the only new product that has been announced in the past two weeks. You could have made that rhyme, dude. 
Yeah, that was Secret Lair, but it doesn't end there. Come on. Yeah, that was Secret Lair, but that does not end there. Thank you. Uh, This one was a bit of a surprise product. Mm -hmm. So this one is Jumpstart. Oh my god, I completely forgot about Jumpstart. Yeah, genuinely? Kind of. Like, it doesn't seem like a thing I care about. (laughs) So Jumpstart is a supplemental magic booster set uh, with mostly reprints. So they've said it's going to be over 500 reprints. Yep. Uh, over 500 reprints, but there's going to be 37 new cards uh, that were designed to help fill out some of the themes. So it, it's they've said it's a, it's a new way to play Magic. Uh, that's debatable. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> it is a new booster product, but rather than 15 card packs, it is now 20 card packs, uh, and it mashes together themes from throughout the history of the game, and it sort of lets you skip the deck building part uh, of, I guess. Constructed and limited, really. The The idea is you grab two boosters, you shuffle them together and make a 40-card deck, and then just start playing straight away. So, like I said, the set will be 500 reprints and 37 new cards that will be legal in uh, Legacy, Vintage, Commander, uh, Canadian Highlander, any any of those, those formats, but they will not be legal in Standard, Pioneer, or Modern. There are no foil cards in the set, uh, but there are 120 or so cards from Core Set 2021. Cool. Uh, I very much look forward to picking up these cards on the secondary market. Yeah, this that is... will be the start and end of how I interact with this product. <laughs> it's a very strange one. So I think when when this was announced, I was very quick to be like, nope, this isn't for me. But I think the more, the more time's gone on and I've thought about this product and... I've listened to sort of interviews from people at Wizards when they're talking about it. I I do think it kind of looks cool. Like I think this is this is the magic equivalent of of Keyforge of of Smash Up. Like you can compare it to many things that have happened before, definitely. Uh, but I I don't know. It's I think it feels quite unique as far as a magic product goes. So there are a bunch of different themes within within the boosters. So each booster you're going to open, and then inside the booster, those cards will be packed again, but there'll be a face card, and on the face card, they'll tell you what the theme of that booster is. Yep. So they could they could be, uh, they've got various names, so they've got cats, obviously they can be cat-themed, Eldrazi, goblins, vampires, but then they've got more sort of abstract themes, like spooky and doctor is one of them. <laughs> I mean, that's cool. I like that. Uh, Garruk is one as well. Then you've got... So the themes appear at different rarities. So they've they've announced some of them, uh, some of the common themes, and they've announced mythic themes as well. So there are three mythic themes that we know of so far. They are Phyrexians, Unicorns, and Walls. So they are least likely to show up than some of the common themes like Cats, Eldrazi, Doctor, Pirates, Hounds, etc., so it's 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 quite interesting. So you you essentially you'll you'll open up two packs uh, and in one of them you'll find a bunch of pirate cards and then in another one there'll be a bunch of goblin cards. So you'll smash them together and that's your your goblin pirate deck. I mean, I, I don't know. I I just I don't know where this goes outside of that. I think like it sounds quite cool as like a sort of casual product or if they. Like like the pre-release for this, for example, they they're doing a pre-release for this, and 
I think that's going to be cool to go to. Like we can you can run this like a pre-release style tournament and getting a bunch of people who usually turn up to pre-release play with two random decks together. It's it sounds cool. It sounds quite like a quite a cool fun party style game. But I think outside of this, I don't really know where this fits into Magic's bigger ecosystem. So I mean, like. This might as well be the first time I've heard about this because I did I did read about it before, but then completely forgot about its existence because it has very little relevance to me as a player. But I, it, so this will be basically be essentially a gut reaction. But it just it seems like the kind of thing I just wish they'd put this much effort and thought into just making normal constructed products. And this seems to be similar to like an unproduct, right? It it seems to be like have that sort of un unfeel. Right. It ha- yeah, it kind of does in in the fact that they can you know they can be a bit sort of out there with the themes a bit you know spooky and doctor and, and walls or whatever. Yeah, but... I, I like that. Like they, they sound really like it sounds cool. It sounds fun. Like it sounds yeah. more silver bordered, but with black border cards. I guess I guess it's <laughs> it, it feels like it it sort of sits between uh, an unproduct and a conspiracy sort of thing. Yeah, definitely. but like a different way to play and like it's a cool way to put reprints into the market. I guess if like. You know, you get to reprint some goblin cards that are hard to find. I suppose, like that's, yeah, that's I a mean, cool element, but I, th- I think that there are a ton of card, ton of cards straight off that that they could easily re- reprint into these sets based on what we know already, like other themes, like like okay, you get the theme of Eldrazi, like that's a very easy place to reprint the Thought Knots here, like stick that in there, great. Uh, Eldrazi Temple is obviously going to be in there as well. Like goblins, like Rabble Master could probably do for reprint since Pioneer became a thing. Stick Rabble Master in there. Uh, there. I think there's there's definitely scope for plenty decent reprints. Yeah, I mean, that's fine. I just wish they'd do a master set instead. <laughs> yeah, ag- oh, ag- agreed. I think definitely. Uh, but yeah, this they they reckon that these these products are going to. Retail for obviously they did it with MSRP, uh, but they they've said that these pro- these boosters are, got, are expected to retail for slightly more than than a, a standard pack, obviously because there are twenty cards in the boosters rather than fifteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there is uh, there's a I guess a sort of promo card in every pack as well because you get so you get uh, between seven and eight basic lands in each of the decks, but one of those basic lands is going to be th- on theme with whatever the theme of that more special deck basic is. lands oh boy yeah more special basic lands yeah well you only get one per booster so maybe there will be some collectability for these like the goblin lands is will have like a goblin on it or the pirate land will be like an island with a pirate ship on it yeah unless they're full art they probably won't be worth yeah, anything yeah i i can't i can't imagine they're full art but they you know they they might be they might be worth something if if people want if people have like i don't know like a garrick tribal edh deck and they want the garrick basic lands then they can do that or oh, sure. yeah the phyrexian maybe maybe the phyrexian basic lands are basic lands but the text's written in phyrexian like, like that, that, could that be a I thing. Would pick up that would be great there we go and with them being mythic rare they're going to show up less often so i don't know i think we're going to have to wait and see with this product but I I like the idea of this product. Yeah. I think it's going to be very fun to play, but I just don't know 
what it's when, for. outside of specifically the pre-release, yeah. I'm going to get to play with this. Yeah, well, this is the thing. It's just like, it's going to be that thing you do once. You're like, oh, this is cool. I'll do this. And then I'll buy this and we'll play it before an FNM once and then we'll never touch it again. Uh, and it feels it feels like like how it did with uh, with, like, with Keyforge. Like, Keyforge is like, oh, we'll, we'll yeah. do this for a couple of weeks. And then it's like, well, this is boring now. And that yeah, feels very I'm, similar. I think, I think that would have been the case if not for the timing of this as well. I think I think that's the thing that really confuses me is, is the, the timing of this product. Um yeah, with Mystery Which Booster I think I out. think I think re- well, not even that. I think the, like this is what really plays into the sort of product fatigue angle for me is like, yes, you got Mr. Mystery Booster coming out um uh next week, the week after. Well fairly soon. You got Mystery Booster coming out very soon. Next week I think, yeah. I think it is, yeah, next Friday. Uh but then so this doesn't uh, this isn't released until July, so third of July this will be released. However, they have said they're doing a pre-release for it, so the pre-release for this is June twentieth to June twenty-first, cool. which is probably the only time that I'm going to get to play with this, uh, because the release date for this set, which, like you said, this will be the kind of thing where you go, oh, we'll pick up some of these, we'll play this for an F and M, but the release date for this set. The FNM will be Core Twenty One pre-release because you can run them at an FNM now. Yeah. Which I I just I don't know why they've. I mean, I can understand from a set design perspective why they've done that because there's 120 cards in this set are also in Core Set Twenty Twenty One, but when this this set releases on the same day as the Core Set Twenty Twenty One pre-release, that seems like a surefire way to not sell your product. Yeah, I mean, if you move the date slightly, you could make some money for some LGSs, and you know, like, are you gonna go? Are you gonna go to your LGS on Corset twenty twenty one pre release day and buy a box of Jumpstart, or are you gonna go and buy a box of Corset twenty twenty one? Depends what the reprints are, I guess. It just like it seems like a confused product. It seems like a cool product that the yeah, the timing is weird because yeah. if you want this kind of this kind of thing, you'll choose Mister uh, Mystery Booster because that's coming up. Uh, or unsanctioned, which has a very similar feel to this. And like I said, like I, I think the only well interact with this product is picking up singles of reprinted cards that have taken a price drop. Yeah, I I, think... I don't know who this is for either. Like in, in terms of you know you can you can clearly see the commander products are for commander players, and modern horizons is for people who like limited and, and for modern and eternal format players. And... Yeah, I mean I I, th- I think this is this is for this is for new and casual players. I think it's quite easy to sort of see that uh, because you. You know, constructed players don't get anything out of this. Uh, limited players don't get anything out of this because it's it's not limited. Like you don't build a deck, you don't draft a deck, you don't, you know, open random pools of cards and try to make a deck out of it. You're shuffling two booster packs together. That's that's all you're doing. But I think newer and casual players very much like, you know, your your sixty card casual kitchen table decks. It's like, oh, I'm going to play my dog's deck against your vampire's deck and. Or I've got a mono red deck, and I'm going to play that against your giant's deck. And I think I think this is a product aimed at that audience because they can buy they can buy two boosters, and they can have a goblin pirate deck, or they can have a, a Doctor Garrick deck, or what, you know, whatever they open. <laughs> Doctor so Garrick, that's great. Yeah, but uh, that's so the thing. Like they'll just be like, "Well, I'll open this, and then I can put it in my commander deck." And you may as well have just sold them a new commander precon. I mean, not even not even commander players. I think this is. I think this is like. 
Oh, sure. If it's for like the true step casual, below that, even yeah. yeah, true casual kitchen table. Ugh, there's a step below commander players. Yeah, for sure. What a gross level. <laughs> that's a gross step down. But I th- yeah, I, I think it, I think that's going to be sort of the, the key, the key audience for us. And again, like new players, because you, it's it's called Jumpstart. It's it's being called a new way to play Magic. I think this is going to be a very, a very simple jumping on point for for everybody. Because I can't imagine there's going to be like the the cards in the set will be too complex. I wouldn't have thought so. I would imagine they're fairly easy to understand. I would hope at least. I would, yeah, I would hope so. So, so I'm not sure, but I, I do think that that's where the the main sort of focus lies. But I, I know, I know that I myself will definitely go to the pre-release and probably have some fun of it at the pre-release. Yeah, sure. And I do want to buy a box as well because I really like the idea of rotisserie drafting the themes. Yeah, I mean that that seems I think that, seems that really can sweet. be quite cool because I mean, good just, luck yeah. finding eight people that want to do that. <laughs> oh, we've got that. We've got we've got that sorted already. We've oh, got sweet, the, okay. we've got a group of eight of us that'll rotisserie draft this. Like just just once. Like I can't imagine this will be it'll be a repeatable experience. But yeah, I can definitely I can definitely see cracking all the packs, laying them out, and seeing all the themes, and then rotisserie drafting it. I think that that'll be quite fun. Yeah, it's cool, man. I'm just uh, just bored of all these products, all these things happening. And having to care about... Th- I mean, to be fair, I can just choose not to care about them, I guess. Uh, yeah. I think the only thing I care about that's coming out at the moment... Are, like, I've got my foil and sanction lands that I wanted. I am very excited to draft some Mystery Booster. But I imagine the novelty of that might wear off fairly soon. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I think because... I mean, Mystery Booster is like, what? Like, 1,800 cards or something stupid? I think, like, Mystery Booster is probably the set where... 1690-something? Yeah, you're never you're never gonna have the same draft twice. So I think, you know, as long as you can get mystery boosters at a reasonable price, I think you can just draft that product forever. Yeah, probably. Whereas with, with this, I think I'm going to enjoy this, but I'm probably going to play it twice. You know, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, going to yeah. be, be a two and done. Um, yeah, yeah. But I don't know. I think, I guess to circle back to one of my earlier points, I think it, it's 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 quite difficult to to do that thing which which you suggested which i think is the sensible thing to do like just just not care about this product just not engage with this product because because we're not we're not being told you know oh this product isn't for everybody or this product isn't for this audience or this product is specifically for this audience it's we're being we're just being advertised to what feels like 24 7 at the moment and you know, it, it's 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 every product is being advertised to every player. We're not getting the oh, you know, commander players might want to buy this, or oh, if you like modern, you might want to buy this, or this this product has it's a premium product. This is not for everybody. It's nope. Here's a new set. Look at this thing. Yeah, and I think I think that's where this idea of fatigue comes from. It's not even necessarily that they are releasing so many products it's the fact that these products are just being constantly advertised to us and we can't even have one product re- you know be released without two brand new ones being announced and pushed in our faces yeah that's what i mean like when i said earlier, just like they've just at a certain point just thought screw it we'll just advertise everything to everyone every product is for everyone if you don't want to buy it you're losing out you're missing out and you're going to feel bad about it and that's how i feel as you know as someone that's clued into all these things and understands that like i was like i'm not going to buy any uh, foil unsanctioned basics because I don't need them. I have the Theros ones that I just bought and then I just bought some anyway because <laughs> I fall into this trap as much as anyone else does and it just feels like Watsy at this point are just 
throwing as many like dangling as many carrots in front of us as magic players as they possibly can yeah. so look at this look at this look at this and you'll you'll probably fall for it at some point and they just need your money they just want your money and that's that's the thing and, and like not to say that these products aren't well designed and 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 like cool and desirable in any kind of way but like the the implementation behind them is just it, it feels kind of bad and I, I guess let's let's round off unless you have anything else to to say about products no, go ahead. If we, we want to round, should we round off this uh, this episode with, with some advice, maybe in 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 this realm? Not that our advice is probably any good, but you know we can try. Uh, just it, it, like it can be hard as magic player to you know remove yourself from that feeling that you want things because the entire the entire point of magic is acquiring cards, right? Buying cards yeah. that you need or the cards that you want or. You know, whether you need cards for a deck to play in a tournament or whether you want cards for your commander deck or you want a foil version of a card or a certain promo version of a card or anything like that, it's, it's hard to get away from that. And that's, you know, something that I am very bad at a lot of the time. I just, uh, I get things because I feel like I'm going to miss out if I don't get them. But especially with, with things like these, with like special products and like secret lairs or like the, the things from Unsanctioned that you might want, it's just like you, you, you don't need them. Like, if you have a budget that you would potentially, you know, if you were going to spend $150 on the stargazing set secret layer with the Theros cards, then just put that $150, if you're willing to spend it, either don't spend it because maybe you can't afford to do it, or if you're willing to spend it, just buy something more useful. But buy, buy some things that are going to, I, I guess, do you better in the long term rather than just buying this big shiny carrot that w- what's you have put in front of your face for the second second week in a row, right? Yeah. Like, I don't know, buy a jewel land. Something that's going to hold value and increase in value and, and probably be more useful, or buy some shocklands for your modern deck or, or for your commander deck, or buy things that, or, I don't know, buy some clothes or <laughs> something that isn't isn't magic related. Something that maybe you need that your money might be better spent on, or that you might get more enjoyment out of the long term because there's that big shiny sort of, I need to own this thing now because it's secret now and it's shiny. And what's you've told me like in seventeen different tweets over twenty four hours that I need this thing and I should get this thing and everyone on Twitter's talking about it. It's just like well. Once you've purchased it, you'll be like, okay, I can't wait for that. And then the wait will be excruciating, especially if you live outside the States. And then you will get the product. You'll be like, oh, this is really cool. And you'll open it. And then the buzz will be gone. That's how I feel yeah. a lot of the time. Whenever I've bought magic products, I'll be like, oh, I'm really excited to have this thing. And then I open it. I'm like, cool, that was good to have. And then I've just put it in a deck. And, you know, playing with it is exactly the same as playing with every other card. And the excitement is immediately worn off. Maybe get something that's useful more than it is exciting and enticing, which is what what's you're trying to do. Uh, and, and I think that's that's the best, thi- I guess, thing to do in the face of these things. Just like you don't have to buy everything, buy yeah. the things that you require. I guess, and and you know the the idea of requirement in terms of magic the gathering is is a, is you know, it's a grey area. I guess because people feel like they need a lot of things. I feel like I need a lot of things when I when absolutely. I mean, I don't need any magic cards, but I think it's better to put some, put your put your money or maybe your trade fodder. Uh, and your value into something that will be useful rather than is exciting and that's very hard to yeah. do but try and remove yourself from that excitement because the excitement will wear out if you if you ordered the the secret layer you're like oh, i'm excited to order this and then you order it and there's excitement and you're, you're excited what excited while you're waiting and then you open it you're like oh this is amazing and i've opened it and then suddenly it's just gone and like they're exactly the same as the non-foil cards that you're replacing or the the other cards that you know just get something that's that's useful and and has value outside yeah, of being shiny I I fully agree. I think I think my advice would just be, you know, Wizards of the Coast aren't saying it now, so the players should. Like these this product is not for everybody. Yes. This product might not be for you. 
Yeah, it, it's and, still, that's and fine. that's fine. Yeah. That is absolutely fine. And if if that means just you know like like not engaging with it at all, that is, is absolutely fine. Like that's that's it very much is just the fact now. Like they are releasing so many products. These products aren't for everybody. They're not saying that anymore because it it's it's one of those. I don't know. I don't know what what the term is. I guess I was going to use like self fulfilling prophecy, but it's not really it. <laughs> not really applicable here. But it, you know, it seems to be that whenever wizards say, "Oh, this product isn't, isn't for everybody," like in the past, like it didn't matter because everybody was just going to buy the product anyway. Yeah. So they've stopped seeing it because they know everybody's going to buy the product. But I mean, it's... so people so people have. But I think, I think we as a community just need to start reminding each other that. Yes, these products are cool. Yes, these products are are shiny. They're interesting. Yes, there might be some of these products that you do like and you do want, but that's not true of all of these products. And you you certainly do not need all of these products. And certainly not all of these products were designed with you in mind. Yeah, I mean to be fair, like what's he saying? This product isn't for everyone. It's horrible business sense. <laughs> like, don't buy this product. It's not for you. Just like, well, that. Do you want as many people to buy it as possible? But I mean, also another piece of advice: just check, just check the secondary market. Like a lot, of, a lot of these things, maybe not the secret list specifically, but a lot of these things are just a lot cheaper a few weeks down the line. Like you saw that, yeah. you saw that with Theros Beyond Death specifically. Like all the values fall out the bottom of that set. So if you were pre-ordering stuff, like really, and I'm just like, oh wait, I need to own this card for for my deck, and I, I need to have a playset of this card, or I need to own a foil of this card. Just like, just wait a couple of weeks, honestly. And the same is true for the secret list. We're like, I'm going to spend fifty dollars plus shipping plus tax on this. Um, this this secret layer, just like uh, wait a couple of weeks, wait for it to go on the secondary market, and just buy the single card that you actually wanted, and just do that, and then you spend less money, and you actually have the thing that you want, and maybe you've saved some money. Um, if not, you've saved some stress at least. Yeah, for yeah, sure. I think that's the way to do it. Cool. All right, I'm going to buy none of these products at all. I swear, I promise. Yeah, I I mean, like I said, I'm I'm going to buy a box of of Jumpstart. And we're going to retest redraft it, and we're going to have a good laugh doing that. But that's that's definitely a one and done. I can't imagine doing that outside of that setting. Like I don't know, maybe maybe at a GP. Yeah, as a laugh. But I I, I don't I don't know. I don't understand that product. Uh, I'm not going to purchase the International Women's Day Secret Lairs. I might purchase the Thalia one. I don't own any Thalia currently, and you can get a playset of foil Thalia for like 30 quid. You will never play Thalia Guardian of Thraben as long as there's no. a hole in your ass. Nope. Ever. I mean, I need one for my cube. Sh- sure, man, just buy one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't need to piss about with the Secret Lair and getting it direct from Watson and waiting for shipping from the States and paying a bunch of tax. Just yeah. pick up a Thalia. They're like, it, they, this is Probably. affecting the price a little bit. Like, pick up one for like 8 euros. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Probably. <sighs> I don't know. Right. I don't know. Are we ready to wrap it up? I think so. So Sick. yeah, that is pretty much all we have time for this week. Uh, if you want to get in touch, tell us how you're feeling about products. Are you feeling fatigued like we certainly are? Hit us up on social media. You can catch us on Twitter. We are at hrefdcast. Facebook.com slash hrefdcast. Or if you really enjoyed anything you've heard in the show today and you'd like to give back in a monetary value, you can hit us up at patreon.com slash devastation, where tiers start from as little as $1 per month. That's roughly 20 to 25 cents per episode. Yeah, it goes back straight into the podcast and we'd really appreciate it. Uh, you can find the podcast on Spotify and SoundCloud and iTunes slash Apple Podcasts. 
I love how you wait a little bit, just like as if I'm going to make a joke about it. I'm just bored now. <laughs> just, I'm bored of yeah, what I'm doing. I'm trying to see what you're going to call it this week. No, no iTunes slash Apple Podcast. Everyone knows what I mean when I say that. and I Yeah, definitely. And I still haven't taken the 30 seconds it would have been to check which one is correct. And I do that every week. And I get to this point and I panic. I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And then I try and make a joke out of it, which is I, I'm aware is what I'm doing now. And I, I'm bored of it. Just search it on the podcast app. It's probably there. Right? Hopefully, yeah. Cool. If we've done our jobs properly. <laughs> I never do any of my jobs properly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, if you can find it somewhere on a, on a podcast app or, or any kind of application, uh, please leave us a review or a rating or, or share it with your friends because uh, it helps us get more listeners and we really appreciate it. Yeah, it's, it's just a great way to support the podcast for free. And if you want to find me on my own personal social media, on Twitter, I'm at PeachGardenOaf. That's Oaf of an F. Facebook, I'm Joe Loudon. You can find me in pretty much any of the magic groups. Come talk to me. Still not Oath of the Gatewatch, you coward. Still not, you know, I am I am still waiting for Wizards of the Coast uh, stream partnership or program or whatever whatever they're calling it to get back to me. As it appears to be that a lot of people in Europe are also doing, so I don't know. We'll see. Well, you send them an email and you tell them that you're, they're ruining your brand specifically. And... <laughs> I'm sure they will definitely get right on it. Yeah, they will definitely approve that 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 partnership application. Sure. Yeah. Just send them a slightly aggressively worded email or a letter. Yeah, that sounds like a good send idea. Send them a letter in red ink saying that the the you know delaying the flourishing of your new brand. Where can the people find you, Sam? <laughs> Don't try and tell me. <laughs> I will talk for as long as I want. This is my podcast. Uh, you can you can find me on Twitter at snail69. Nice. Thank you. I'll stop talking now, I'm sorry. <laughs> awesome. So we're approaching the second hour. Once again, the Godfarer has returned. So we'll see you again next week on Hour of Devastation. I'm trying to get me to stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's perfectly reasonable, but... <laughs> mm-hmm.